0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Wisdom Wednesday, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman. Tomorrow, well, first of all, later today, we'll have the Fantasy Feast podcast, where we will be recapping uh, the skill guys in the Super Bowl, as well as some of these coaching changes, because there's a lot, and they matter a lot from a fantasy perspective. So check out today's Fantasy Feast, however you consume this show, How about Ed Kelsey? He'll be today's guest, Jason and Travis's father. Everybody was talking to their dad and their mom last week before the Super Bowl. I'm curious, what was it like watching the game? What was it like after the game? Were you thinking more about Travis who won or Jason who lost? Because I feel like as a parent, I'd be more worried about the, the son that lost and feeling bad for him. Fortunately, they both had already won a Super Bowl. So that certainly helps. I think I said this, but we're presented by DraftKings. We'll have a spread the word winner on a Greg Cosell Thursday tomorrow. All you have to do is rate and review the show on Spotify and then send me the screenshot of that. Ross at Ross Tucker.com. That is easy. You pull up the Spotify app, you type in Ross Tucker Football Podcast or any of the podcasts, five star. Uh, ross is amazing. My favorite show. Screenshot, share, email ross at rosstucker.com. The whole thing takes you less than 30 seconds, and you can win one of these awesome press passes I have or a signed card, signed picture, whatever you want. Sponsor confirmation. You guys know I'm big on West Shore, big on Labatt, Raycon, ExpressVPN. Check them all out over at RossTucker.com, and then we'll have the YouTube shout-out winner. That's simply someone that subscribes to YouTube.com slash NFL which is where you can see the highlight clips and the full length episodes of all of our content, by the way, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And if you reply to any of the videos with a comment saying, Ross, I want the video. Boom. You get a great chance to get it. It's big show time. The big show. As promised, we are joined by the father of Jason and Travis Kelsey, did a lot of media stuff last week. I don't know how much he's doing this week here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. The great Ed Kelsey, Ed, you did a lot of stuff last week, didn't you?
1: Well, I was on a lot of radio shows. I I, I did some local, that is, some Cleveland local television stuff. I uh, oh, and I was you know got to go on NFL. Uh, you know, Good Morning Football was pretty cool, and uh, but did a lot of, did a lot of radio stuff. Did a few different podcasts. So, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Have you done anything since the Super Bowl or is this your first one?
1: Well, I had a call in to to a radio station in Cleveland. The the the, the sports giant there at AM station W T A M. Called into them yesterday afternoon before I boarded the plane. So and that's just, you know, kind of kind of partial to the hometown guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. man. I love going on um in Cleveland. I always say I, I was there for like a month. They traded for me. Um, when Hank, uh, no, when Charles Bentley tore his knee up, they traded for me. So I was there. I started the last three preseason games and then the Eagles screwed me. They traded for Hank <laughs> Fraley from the Eagles and, and the Browns cut me. So I got to be the only guy that, that, uh, started three games for the Browns was there for a month and, and, and didn't even make the team. <laughs> yeah, well, uh,
1: I'm not going to make any derogatory comments about the Browns management. I think, I think <laughs> there's lot, lots of that stuff out there.
0: Hey, so Ed, I want to start with this. I noticed you didn't watch the Super Bowl with your wife. Talk to me about that. Why no, uh, is that? For, is that typical? You don't watch it with her? Or it was just because of the Super Bowl.
1: Well, first, she's my ex-wife.
0: Oh, there you go. Okay, and
1: there's, I mean, there's. Typically, we watch most games together. The opportunity came for her to to up with with uh, in the booth. You know, in the, the 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 thing with uh, Roger Goodell and uh, and everyone else that was up there, and I'm uh, I'm more of an in the stands watch the game type guy. Plus, my granddaughters and my my daughter in law and her folks were downstairs. we down in the stands, so I just chose to do that.
0: So you were with uh, Jason's family.
1: I was Jason's family. Yes,
0: that's cool, man. Uh, very cool um so I got I got a million questions for you so so first of all, all right. while you're watching the game what were sort of the uh, the emotions I know it's not the first time they played against each other so maybe you're maybe you're kind of used to it but what were your um, emotions watching the game
1: i I don't know I think every time the uh, either offense stumbled, Kind of felt a groan, if you know what I mean. Probably may have been once or twice when uh, the Chiefs hit something really big. I was kind of excited, but always, you know, shit. Oh, sh- you know what I mean? Excuse my French, but at the same time, you, you you you're sorry to see your son's team get hit with a big play, but you're also
0: happy to see your son's team make a big play. So were you um? Were you Ed uh, was it was it unique for you since you were with Jason's family? Did you kinda have to catch yourself or watch yourself? Yeah, since yeah you were, I did. Not you, only you that, were among all Eagles fans.
1: Well not not only that, they had me mic'd up. That is the NFL network. They have me mic'd up. Are we still on? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Okay. I lost the picture somehow. Well there it is. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was I was mic'd up by the NFL and that, uh, so you had to be very, very careful what I was saying. I sat next to Jason's agent and and uh, and that's always a lot of fun because, you know, agents are typically guys that know a lot about football and it's, you know, it's great to sit with them. Uh, so, you know, and you can make comments to them that you don't necessarily want the whole world to hear. Right. And so, so I had to watch my P's and Q's there. But it uh, was—I wasn't too worried about it. I mean, uh, I could—you know—I was (laughs) the first series that Chiefs had where they just hit Travis three times and scored. I'm pretty excited about that, to say the least. I was
0: going to say so. So, what was um, what was your daughter-in-law and your granddaughters? And even your uh, your daughter-in-law's parents what were they thinking when you were excited about about Travis having Oh they the they know they kind of get it.
1: Yeah, they get it certainly of course. Yeah, they certainly get it. I mean they're both they're both big Eagles fans. They're you know, they've been here all their life. But uh but they you know, they understand what it's like to have a have a son, you know, they understand what it's like for me to have Jason on the Eagles. They also know what it's like to have Travis on the Chiefs. And they enjoy watching Travis. I mean, they know Travis. You know, uh, he. You know, any chance he gets, he's in here. He's in Philly just for the grand, just to see the girls. Not just to see the girls, but that's when he gets here. That becomes his focus is well, those two little girls. So, so yeah, Collie's folks know all about that. They, I didn't get any. E. Um,
0: uh, what, what about your thoughts, Ed, after the game? Um. You know I, I guess I'm just curious as to what that's like because you're obviously really happy for the one son, but your your heart's broken for the other. Talk to me about what you were feeling after the game, what you did after the game. Well, stayed in the
1: stands right up right up until the end of the game actually I think after the after the field goal, I went to the bathroom and then I couldn't get back down to my seat, but I had no. I didn't have any prior instructions on how to get on the field. So I had to track down, you know, got one of the stadium security people who had to call a supervisor who walked me as far as he could. Then I had a problem with the pass to get, get through the, you know, through security to actually get down the ramp onto the field. And then that became a, that became a nightmare. Meanwhile, I'm getting texts from Jason. I mean, he went out to see Travis right up to right after the game. And he saw his mother, and I think he was hanging around for a chance to see me. And uh, and I didn't get I didn't get on the field in time until he gave up and went in the went in the locker room. Now, fortunately, as soon as I as soon as I got on there, Travis came off for an interview. I saw him right away. And then I, you know, tried to pretend I know what I'm doing and just walked right into the Eagles locker room. And uh, that didn't work, by the way. <laughs> but I did talk to some people and uh, suddenly Jason appeared. So I got to spend a few minutes with
0: him. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I, I literally, right before we started talking, I just saw a clip of Jason hugging Travis. And then he said to Delane Johnson, I'm, I'm trying to find my parents. I'm trying to see my parents. I'm trying to see <laughs> my parents. And all of a sudden, Um, Donna comes up to him and he hugs Donna. And I can imagine after that, he was waiting, trying to find you.
1: Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm kind of surprised he was able to use his phone. I didn't think he had a phone with him then, but I'm getting texts from him. Where are you? Where are you? And, uh, of course he may have given up by then and gone back in the locker room, but but somebody got to him and managed to get him out. And I got to spend a a moment with him.
0: It's funny. Um, just knowing your boys a little bit, Ed, and I don't know them personally that well, but just kind of from afar when, and I knew they grew up in Cleveland Heights or whatever. When someone, when I first uh, was thinking about this game this week and I found out what you did for a living or why you moved to Cleveland, I guess I read somewhere steel salesman, you tell me if that's right or not. But what I'm thinking is if you would have given me three guesses As to Jason and Travis's dad's name, I would have, Ed definitely would have been one of them. (laughs) And if he said, what did he do for a living? I would have said, probably like a steel salesman. (laughs) Is that that right?
1: Well, I was, I was, I sold uh, operating materials to the steel industry. Steel and metals processing industry. So I didn't actually sell the steel, but I would go into steel mills and I would sell them uh, insulating materials. I do, we don't want to get into too much technical stuff here, but basically, stuff that they have to use on a regular basis to get going. To, to got operation. it,
0: okay. That makes sense. What um, what is your background? Were you or or Donna athletes? I'm sure you've been asked that Don- a million times.
1: Sure, Donna. I you know I played uh, played football in high school for three years and and uh, tore my knee my and you know in the summer of my senior year so. That was all for me in in football. Donna was uh, when I met her. She was she was playing on a softball team, a baseball team, uh, or I, I say softball team and a uh, oh, soccer. And she had been she had been very good at track as a as a as a you know, like in the middle school years. I don't think she did it in high school. Uh, her father had played for Ohio University for a year. Uh, Uncle Don, her brother, had uh, you know he was he was a Purdue for four years. So he, you know, they got to kind of give it up to the the athletic ability. Just based on all that, you got you to gotta think maybe a lot of that came from mom. How how
0: how tall are you at? How tall is Donna?
1: Donna's five nine and a half, maybe five ten. Uh, I'm, I'm, ai have been calling myself six foot forever, but you know, it's like maybe a 30 second under,
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, my dad is five, nine, like a buck 70, but my mom is probably is, is a, is a good five, nine. And my uncle went to Delaware on a full ride. So I always say, uh, it, it definitely came from most of it came from her side. It's funny because my wife always comments on this. You know, when you look at NFL players, usually the mom is a taller woman. You know what I mean? It's it, it seems, you don't no, see I, too many uh, small moms.
1: I I never focused on that. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. I mean, because you've seen so much more than I have is with your you know your business in the NFL. You know my my time or my exposure to the NFL has been. You know, watching tight end routes and watching guys snap the ball and what he does afterwards.
0: When did you um? When did you know um? Or did you not know until they got the NFL that your boys were were special? When did you know, boy, they really these these kids really have something?
1: Well, my father's family was very big, so growing up there was always there was a toddler someplace, and you know the older kids take care of and play with the younger kids at the family picnics at the gatherings and so, you know, everybody gets together for a weekend barbecue, whatever. So I had an exposure to playing ball with little kids, you know, with toddlers and playing the same type of games with Jason and subsequently Travis. It was obvious then that there was something a little different here. Uh, and, you know, in the back of your mind, thinking, go, hmm. Uh, then, uh, then as they got into even the small community sports they were, and it was obvious they had a lot more God-given talent than than some of the other kids. Uh, and the further along we progressed with the youth sports, it became it became evident there's something special here. These guys can uh, these guys can, and this will serve them well. I mean, we all know that that athletes or athletic experience and uh, proficiency in sports are not just proficiency, participation in team sports is a relationship builder. And uh, so it was always pretty obvious to me that, that they, the, the sports ability was going to do them well, going to serve them well in the future. Now, you know, they didn't play football until they got to middle school. It wasn't really a youth football program in Cleveland Heights. And we uh, when I saw Jason play in middle school. He fell in love with it. And he has some very good coaches, and I think we all realized at that point this kid could be good. Now, you know, that was far too young to start talking about scholarships or any of that. And uh, I always it was probably middle school that I realized that yeah, these guys are going to play football, and they're they're going to they're going to play it at college. Now, they're going to play it on Sunday. I don't know. You know as well as I do, an awful lot of guys that are that are as good a football players as Jason and Travis get to one or two years and injuries hit them that they have no control over. They do everything they can right to, to recover from the injuries. They're not lazy. They do the work, but it just doesn't work out. I mean, there's, we, I'm sure, you know, a lot more guys than I do that I even know of that, that, that that happened to. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of like a wild card in there. Before you start claiming my kid's going to play in the NFL, you better hope for a little help that that he doesn't get sidelined by an injury here or there. But, yeah, middle – high school, it was – high school just confirmed everything. His high school coach was very supportive. And his high school coach, you know, he had a a couple of kids in the the league. Uh, The most recent one being Barry Cofield. Oh, yeah. with, With the Giants, okay. He was a Heights High graduate. And and Coach Jones was well aware of him there. Uh, Their assistant, one of the, one of Coach's assistants, I'm going to call him Coach Robo because I never figured out how to pronounce his last name. But Coach Robo was actually a strength coach with the Browns for, for a few years. And uh, he had a lot of guys playing for him that came from smaller schools and stuff. So, so he, uh, but he was, you know, he was very supportive. He said, yeah. There's there's some talent here, you know. You know you can see it and you can feel it that they're better than other people, and and you know that they're going to do the work to to be the best they can. But when you start hearing it from guys that have coached players that that went that next level, that played on Sunday, then it really starts to hit home.
0: Yeah, I bet. You know, this is, I think, the second or third offseason where, um, you know, there's some talk about whether or not Jason will continue playing. Um, does he ever ask you your opinion of it? Do you ever talk about it? Obviously, it's funny, Ed, because I, I guess I look at it differently now than when I played, right? Like when I played, I would have played as long as I could, and in fact, I herniated my C five, C six in my neck and bruised my spinal cord. And when Washington's spinal surgeon said, you know, you're twenty eight, you went to Princeton, maybe go get a real job. I was almost <laughs> like, okay, right? Like, yeah. But now, now that I look back on it now, you know, I have two little girls. Mine are nine and eleven, so they're older than than Jason's. But boy, I I really um I think that would be a tough decision every year because you know about the wear and tear on the body, you know about some of the research out there about the hits to the head, but he's also still playing so well and he makes so much money and all that stuff. Um, I guess, you know, are you able to give him any, any additional perspective when he's thinking about that stuff or talking about it?
1: You know, I don't think I can. I think this is, this has got to come from the heart. This has got to be very organic Jason, if you will. Uh, I know he had he I don't think he ever expected to be playing twelve years uh, and certainly he is, is you know off the field and in the offseason he's wrapped up in those in those little girls and uh, so I don't know where this will go um, I'm sure there's a little bit of a sour taste in his mouth right now that says you got to get back there and fix this he uh he doesn't you know I as far as advising him, you know, I'm not in the position to do that. That's something each guy has got to do. Uh, and there's a few things, you know, like you say, he's, he's at the top of his game. Which means he can make a lot of money next year. You know, there's a lot to be said for walking away at the top of your game. Uh, I think that's, we just got to wait and he's got to weigh, weigh the situation. Uh, Kylie gave his, that is his wife, just gave up trying to figure it out. She says, I'll know he's retiring when he stands up in the, you know, in front of a podium in March and says, that's it, I'm done. And then starts to lose weight. Okay. Like you did, I'm sure you did. All these guys do the, you know, the, all the big uglies. First thing they do when they quit this game is they get the weight off and they feel better. And once that happens, once that happens, you're not coming back. So it's not like, you know, like, you know, Gronk or or, uh, or Brady, I'm retiring, uh, you know, you, you step into retirement, then all of a sudden, I think I'll go back. Once you start losing that weight, that pretty much
0: ends your career. So um, I think, Ed, when I got hurt, I think I was 312, and that was like the third or fourth preseason game. By Christmas, I was 248. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was so upset about football being over, and just kind of like, you know, it's it's an identity for all of us. Sure. And I had heard from people, you don't stay the same. You either balloon up or you lose the weight, and your best bet is to do it right away. So I just dove into trying to do it right away, because the sure. sooner you get it off, the better it is for everything. Sure. That's right. That's right.
1: Um, You know, that, last, that, last lo- that was- locker room is hard to quit. I know that.
0: Oh, man. That's what every
1: guy says. That's the – you know, it's, it's it's not the game as much as it is the locker room. Uh, uh, you know, I just miss the guys, and uh, and it's hard to get that back. I mean, you're not going to get that back. That's that's something that you that's something that you guys get to cherish. That's your own.
0: You know what? It's truly unique, and uh, the real world life is not is not like the locker room. It's just it's just different. Um. <laughs> The last thing I have for you, Ed, isn't even really a question. I think it's just a comment. So, you know, and I'm sure it doesn't change when you're your age. Maybe it does. I don't know. But I've got – I mentioned the two daughters I have. You know, I feel like I just want them to be happy and I want them to be good people. And um, I think you know this and people probably tell you, but just watching Jason – I've talked to him a few times, but watching the type of person that he is, uh, the way he treats people – the way he dives into the charity stuff, like the Eagles autism and what he does at CIO and in the city. Um, sure. The B Philly
1: foundation with what he's doing with, the, uh, with the, you know, empowering students and their families.
0: I, uh, I guess know, I just feel like you must yeah. be so proud more than the football player. He is, but just the type sure, of, uh, sure. the type of young man he's turned out to be. Yes.
1: Yeah. He does. He's, he's done some great, some wonderful things. And, I could see him continuing that in in some capacity for the rest of his life. That's the way he's built. Ditto for Travis right here. I don't know if you can see this. It's my Operation Breakthrough (laughs) t-shirt. I don't think you can catch that very well, but, you know. Operation Breakthrough in in Kansas City, where Travis started up an ignition lab, which is basically uh, providing vocational guidance to kids. So they can experience different things like welding podcast production is one of their things. Uh, they're losing graphic arts They're learning computer repair. Uh, they're, they're, they're rebuilding and uh, they're rebuilding a 69 Chevelle Supersport. It's going to come out all electric and pull 50, 50 horses more than it did off the line. Okay. It's going to pull 400 horses. And I think they're only 350 horses off the line. When they when they came out, so the kids get an exposure to all that, and you know that's you know, Travis was very fortunate to hook up with Mary Esselman, the CEO of Operation Breakthrough, and wondered how he could help. I think Andy Reid had sent him there with uh, with a couple other tight ends his rookie season just to read to the kids, and uh, and Travis decided to get involved, and and with Mary's help and guidance, he's uh, he's been instrumental in in getting some projects started and doing some very fine things. So yeah the boys are the boys are awesome with what they do off the field, and you're absolutely right that uh, that is at least as important, if not more important, than what they do on the field. I mean, what they do on the field enables them to do the rest, and you're, you're very ha- you know, very happy, very proud as a parent to see them take that interest and, and initiative and move forward like that.
0: Ed, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate the time. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Thank you.
1: Rush, anytime. You have a good day.
0: That guy was awesome. I knew he would be. Um, You know, just a salt-to-the-earth guy. Appreciate Ed Kelsey coming on. Um, I knew it. I knew the mom was an athlete. I could just tell. Interesting what he said about retirement, too, I think, as it relates to Jason. Uh Speaking of knowing it, I knew West Shore was good. I didn't know they were this good. They make remodeling your bathtub, your shower area, convenient and easy. They literally replaced both of our upstairs, what's it called? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting what it was. Plastic, what is it again, Jack?
2: I know I think is what we decided. Fiberglass. Vinyl. Or fiberglass.
0: Fiberglass. They literally replaced both of our fiberglass tubs and put in these beautiful showers in one day which is just insane. And you look, my wife picked everything out. I'm not going to lie. They came on a Tuesday night at seven because my wife works. So to Tuesday night at seven, they come to the house, they show you everything. My wife picked everything out because she's particular about that stuff. They come in one day and they knocked out two showers in one day. That is not easy to do. You guys got to see the before and after pictures. So worth it. So awesome. Awesome westshorehome.com slash ross they got all kinds of pictures of my house they got videos of me and and my house i think you guys will be curious to see what it looks like and you can get a free consultation and you can get 20 percent off a shower or bath remodeling project it's westshorehome.com slash ross westshorehome.com slash ross
1: Ducks takes.
2: All right, Ross, we'll start with the Indianapolis Colts hiring Eagles offensive coordinator Shane, Shane Steichen as their new head coach. Kind of knew that was
0: coming. Shane is excellent, big fan of him. I put that on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, both talking with him in person, in production meetings, what he did on the field for the Eagles. I think he's going to be an excellent head coach for the Colts. And we'll see. Uh, how much it impacts the Eagles next year. You never really know until they make the next hire and you see how the next year goes. We know this. That's who Gannon hired as his – I mean, that's who Sirianni hired as his OC. So he thought at the time that that
2: was the best guy for the job. Tux takes Another Eagles coordinator is on their way out. Jonathan Cannon is headed to Arizona as their new head coach.
0: Very interesting how polarizing Gannon is in Philadelphia. I thought overall he did an outstanding job. I mean, they had one of the two or three best defenses in football. They almost broke the NFL record for sacks in a year. Uh, there were others that felt like he wasn't aggressive enough and didn't like what happened the second half of the Super Bowl. Can't really blame them for that. I knew within the first five minutes that I met Jonathan Gannon that he'd be an NFL head coach. Within five minutes, not surprised at all by this hire. I also think the Cardinals got a good one. Tuck takes
2: The Las Vegas Raiders officially move on from Derek Carr releasing him on Valentine's Day.
0: So we talked about this on Monday. That video, by the way, Jack has gotten a lot of attention. Uh, I don't know how it's doing on TikTok or Instagram Reels, but on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL, it's got how's it doing on Instagram Reels and TikTok and Facebook?
2: Um, Instagram and Facebook, it's doing. Pretty well. And TikTok, it did tremendous. Almost at 200,000 views already. It's one of our best videos of recent. Awesome. Love it. Thank you. Duck Stakes. Another coaching news, Baltimore Ravens finally find their offensive coordinator going to Georgia and hiring Todd Munkin as their new OC.
0: Love this hire. Two-time NFL OC. Did a tremendous job at Georgia. You know, they ran more of a pro-style system at Georgia. But he also is very familiar with the college concepts. So if they keep Lamar, I think Munkin's a guy that can do a great job. Look, he got a lot out of Stetson Bennett. And certainly, Lamar Jackson's a heck of a lot more talented than Stetson is. Although, Stetson's more talented than he gets credit for.
2: Tuck Stakes. The Carolina Panthers continue to add their stellar coaching staff, bringing in Deuce Staley and Jim Caldwell's assistant coaches.
0: So I don't know if – David Tepper, the Panthers' owner, is just outspending people and realizing there's a competitive advantage to be gained by being the team that's willing to pay more for these salaries. Or this is just Frank Reich and his recruiting. Or people just like Frank Reich this much. But the staff that they are building there in Carolina is incredible and gives them a great chance to be one of the surprise teams next year. Tuck
2: Takes Following his Super Bowl victory on Sunday, quarterback Chad Henney calls it quits and retires after 15 years in the NFL. And he will be on the
0: podcast to talk about retiring sooner rather than later, 15 years, two Super Bowl rings, 40 million dollars. Basically, if you're friends with him like I am, he's a jerk. I mean that's what it really comes down to. <laughs>
2: no, I'm happy for him. Tux Takes We already got some free agency news. Giants re-sign exclusive rights free agent tight end Lawrence Cager. By the
0: way, when Chad posted on Instagram that he was retiring, he had the wrong beer in his hands. I mean, if you're going to post a retirement beer, it better be a Labatt Blue Light. I mean, so much better than the beer he had in his hand. I've had plenty of the beer that Chad's had in his hand back in the day. Let me just tell you, Labatt Blue Light, way better. So if you're going to post a retirement picture, make sure it's Labatt Blue Light and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: New York. Cager actually was pretty good towards the end of the year. I think he has a chance to be uh, have a really good year next year.
2: Tux Stakes. Former Eagles safety Chris Maragos was awarded $43.5 million from Rothman Orthopedics for his end-of-career malpractice.
0: Wow, that's wild. The only thing I need to ask about that, that might be an Andrew Brandt one, is, you know, when I was playing, you weren't, there was something in the CBA. You weren't allowed to sue a team doctor for malpractice. So some guys would get surgery from people outside other than the team doctor either because they thought that person was better or because they wanted to maintain their rights in case something went wrong they wanted to maintain their legal rights so i guess maybe the guy was not the eagles team doctor i don't know
2: tux takes 113 million people watch the Super Bowl, the most in six years and the third most ever, while 118 million tune in to watch Rihanna at halftime.
0: You know who didn't watch the Super Bowl? Maddie Levy. You know who's going to be on Monday's Ross Tucker football podcast? Which, by the way, might be on Tuesday. Depends on what time I get back on Monday from a family ski trip this weekend. Um, so just so you know, Ross Tucker will have the college draft bright and early Monday morning. Because we'll record that tomorrow. So you guys have something fresh and new early Monday morning. Um, but then I don't know when the Raw Soccer Football podcast is, but we will have Maddie Levy, one of the 200 million people that did not watch the Super Bowl. I've been talking about this for years. I am so excited to learn more about this and how somebody actually doesn't watch the Super Bowl. And like, did they grow up not watching it? What do they do during it? Fascinating. Shout outs, of course, myfrontpagestory.com always, BackOfficeScheduler.com, evergreen economics, go bangles.com, steakhouse sports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sport culture, pizza boy, brewing, even money podcast already posted. Greg Cosell, his breakdown of the Super Bowl and the coaching changes tomorrow. Speaking of breaking down the Super Bowl and the coaching changes, that's what Joe Dolan and I will do momentarily today check out the fantasy feast i think we're done here thanks for listening to the ross tucker football podcast make sure to also subscribe to the fantasy feast even money business of sports and college draft all available at apple podcasts Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found